This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. show it is friday may 21st we are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy crazy world i'm joined by my co-host the savage one mr tony spark tony how you doing this morning hey a little on the tired side it's the end of the week but otherwise doing pretty good buddy how are you doing this morning good i'm tired as well had to pick up jesse from the airport at 11 15 didn't get back hey, home <laughs> until midnight finally got settled down by 1 30 finally probably fell asleep by two up again at six so i uh, didn't get a whole lot of sleep kind of yeah. tired but luckily the weekend is right around the corner so i can get caught up on that sleep a little bit well that's good yeah that's uh at least you got the two the two in a row coming up, man. Yeah, yeah, looking forward to it. Well, folks, let's go ahead and kick things off the way we do each and every day with a question for my co-host, Tony, coming out of a store, maybe the uh, movie theater, somewhere out in public. Have you ever accidentally walked up to the wrong car thinking it was yours trying to get in and uh, oh, yeah. you know, just can't figure out, you know, I'm pretty sure this is my car. Why isn't it working? <laughs> yeah, I did that. Did that a couple of weeks ago at a Walmart. Uh, I walked up to this uh, blue SUV. I was looking. I don't know what I was doing. Spacing off, and I walked up to it. I, I hit the thing. I heard it go off. Well, I parked on the other side of it, but I walked up to the first blue one that my brain saw. And I'm like sitting there, oh, like <laughs> why is it working? And and then I look and I'm like, oh boy, do I feel stupid? Like this is in my car. And then. You know, luckily there was nobody inside that car because that would have they would have looked at me weird. But I was like a car over. But yeah, it's happened. Yeah, and I think it's happened to just about everybody. Um, you know, we've got our our white Mitsubishi that uh, I can't tell Mitsubishi! you how, how many times I've been sitting in the car waiting for you know Jesse to come out of a store, and she comes out, and I see her in the mirror, and she walks right past it looking for the car. And I have to open the window or you know, flag her down and be like, I'm over here. But okay. uh, all that goes to say that four members of a Texas family have been charged with murder after being accused of ambushing. Oh, that took a hard left. Wow. <laughs> after being accused of ambushing a neighbor in what authorities said was a case of mistaken identity. Eddie Clark, 29, was shot late Monday as he drove to his Houston area home in northwest Harris County. The Harris County Sheriff's Office alleged that Clark was shot by Joe Argueta, who lives in the same subdivision. 
His mother, Florinda Argueta, 39, told investigators someone had been damaging their home and vehicles and that they suspected a teenage friend of her son's ex-girlfriend was responsible, according to the sheriff's office. She said the suspect might be driving a black Dodge Charger. About 11.30 p.m. Monday, Joe Joe Argueta, 19, and his family spotted what they thought was the suspected vehicle and tried to block its path with one family member armed with a bat and another with a pistol. The sheriff's office alleges Joe Argueta fired at the vehicle after it tried to drive away. The vehicle, which was shot multiple times, went off the road and hit a tree. Clark tried to flee on foot but later collapsed. He was transported to a local hospital where he died. The sheriff's office said Clark had been driving a dark gray Dodge Challenger rather than a black Dodge Charger, and investigators don't believe he was involved in the dispute with the Argueta family. Seems like a tragic case of (laughs) seems like a tragic case of mistaken identity. Sheriff Ed Gonzalez tweeted on Monday. Authorities charged Joe Argueta, his mother, his 45-year-old father, Louis Argueta, and his 29-year-old uncle Margarito. Alcantar with murder. Joe Argueta and his mother were in custody Wednesday. The other two had not yet been arrested. So, uh, yeah, if you're going to hunt somebody down and potentially kill them or or try to scare them, make sure you've got not only the right color of vehicle, but the right make of vehicle and the right person in the vehicle. Needless to say, don't do it altogether. (laughs) No, I know. What what did they think was going to happen? Whether, you know, it sucks that it was somebody that was just an innocent, like, mistaken identity but this was going to happen to these idiots regardless whether they took out their acquired person or they didn't it's just dumb i i just don't i can't fathom my brain doesn't work that way right like yours and most people you don't think like i'm gonna plot a murder today like well that's the thing you know even even if they had gotten to their intended target you know what did they expect was going to happen oh it was a case of self-defense because they were harassing me no that's premeditated murder yeah you're all getting the needle fist at me on the road and cut me off i'm gonna i'm gonna come back and take them out yeah yeah people are ridiculous but at the same time they get they get a yeah and it's sad that you know somebody who just happened to be driving a similar car to what they thought the the other person was driving ended up losing his life over it yeah it's nuts i thought it was just gonna be some like today's is gonna be some wacky weird one but uh yeah that was a uh that was a little vicious one but it's a good setup for the next segment so it's all right exactly kind of bring it down just to bring it back up you know i get you that's what we like to do here on the show what you do speaking of which today's friday we've got a wonderful show lined up for you today let's talk about today's show shall we it's friday friday gotta get down on friday everybody's looking forward to the weekend weekend we're looking forward to the weekend but not before we bring you guys good news everyone We've got a revisit of a segment that I love called Strange But True, and we round out the day with This Day in History. Folks, do not go anywhere. We'll be right back. Behold my precious. Ooh, yeah, let me do something right here, uh huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot on surprises and delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. Ha <laughs> ha! 
from the original Loot Crate. The Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude. Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Rouses! With crates starting as large as $11.99 per month, those are backs just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F-E-N-I-X media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. And we've got a little thing we talk about each show. It is the Phoenix Line, our 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys, the listeners and watchers, an opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever. Maybe you accidentally took out vengeance on the wrong car. We want to hear about it. Give us a call at 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We'll compile those together, put them out in a future show. And that's your Phoenix line, right? That's the Phoenix line. (laughs) I figure you were setting something up there. Yeah, I've been wanting to use that sound, but I've had it sitting there for a while. I just happened to... Look, and it was accessible. It was at the right time. So there you go. <laughs> well, being that it's Friday and, you know, with this segment, we always like to, uh, you know, turn the tables on, you know, all of the bad news, the hate, the vitriol, the divisiveness that's out there that we're bombarded with across social media and media in general. Again, we turn those tables with a segment I like to call Good News, Everyone. All right. Uh, this first one, the Texas couple behind the popular cookie delivery surface Tiff's Treats want to mark their 22nd anniversary of being in business by celebrating their very first paying customer. But first, they had to track her down. On January 4th, owners Leon and Tiffany Chen, who launched their business while students at the University of Texas in Austin after Leon was wowed over a batch of his then-girlfriend Tiffany had baked to make up for standing him up on a date, tasked their social media followers with helping them identify and find the fellow UT student who ordered their cookies for her boyfriend back in 1999. The couple had plastered their campus with flyers advertising hot, fresh cookies delivered right to your door, but it took about three days for an actual order to come in. Though the Chens say the first order was the motivation they needed to get their cookie deliveries off the ground, they remembered scant details about the woman in question. Just an outdated dorm room address, a hair color, blonde, and a name, Amy. It wasn't much to go on, but their plea soon went viral, prompting dozens of leads to be sent their way. On Monday, three weeks after their search started, the couple announced that, lo and behold, they'd found the Amy in question, despite her living overseas. Speaking to Yahoo Life, the Chens who married in 2010 and have six sorry, have six-year-old twins, not six twins. Shared six twins. Jeez, Louise, that would be a lot. That would be. Shared their surprise at the supportive, widespread response their Amy Hunt received. We literally thought it would be one post and that was it, Leon said. We thought maybe there's a 50-50 shot someone would come forward and say that they knew Amy or that they were Amy. 
There's something about right now where people need something that isn't scary, isn't anxious, isn't divisive, and it really did come at the right time for people, he added. For some reason, people latched onto this and we just got a flood of calls, emails, and messages more than we ever expected. While plenty of Cookie fans were happy to play detective, some leads didn't quite pan out. Until they heard from a woman who suspected that Amy might be the sister of her best friend, a former UT student who had lived in that particular dorm during that time period. Because that woman now lives in Europe, it took a while for the Chens to make contact with her directly, receive photos, and confirm that yes, she is the Amy they've been, at, they've been seeking. Out of consideration for Amy who they said had been such a good sport regarding the unexpected media storm that's landed at her feet, the Chens aren't sharing many details about her private life. When they will disclose, uh, or what they will disclose is that she's now a married mom of two living overseas because her husband is in the Green Berets. Ooh, he's a badass. That husband, is. incidentally, is not the boyfriend college-aged Amy treated to the cookie order all those years ago. She did not stay with that boyfriend, Tiffany confirmed, noting that many of the people following the Amy search had wondered about the status of that relationship. She says she remembered him not sharing the cookies, Leon added with a laugh. Though her full identity remains a secret, Amy did share a current photo and record a voice message, including in the Tiff's Treats post announcing her discovery, recounting her cookie buying experience. I saw this really sweet flyer and it spoke to me as just being very genuine, Amy recalled. And I called, and a little and little did I know I was ordering cookies from Tiffany and Leon, and it was their first order. And I'm really proud of them, their hard work and their entrepreneurship. I did not know that my order inspired them in any way to keep going. I wish them all the best of luck. She and the Chens also stressed the importance of being kind, explaining that you never know what impact you might have on another human. In the case of Tiff's Treats, it's motivating the Chens to build their extracurricular cookie delivery service, a novelty in the days before Uber Eats and DoorDash, into a successful chain with more than 60 locations across Texas and in cities including Nashville, Atlanta, and Charlotte. This is just one order and one interaction, but it was so meaningful to us, Tiffany says in the video message to followers. One last act of kindness. Though the Chens had offered Amy a year's worth of free cookies as a thank you, she decided to pass that on to a local nonprofit, Foster Angels of Central Texas, which works to meet the needs of children living in foster care. All around good story. You know, it's uh, entrepreneurs who are looking to celebrate, you know, their 22nd anniversary. And then ended up with, uh, you know, kids in the foster care system getting a year's supply of cookies. I mean, what more could you ask for, right? Well, yeah, that's maybe a, a family. But. Well, well, yeah, you could ask for that. But I mean, what a sweet pun intended, you know, treat there, you know, to get the cookies. It's always a good thing. Exactly. And I'll Tiff's Treats Cookies. I'll post this on our Facebook page so uh, you guys can read. You can see the pictures, but a very sweet story. And that's why it's my good news, everyone. Um, at the age of 60, Shen Lee. <clears throat> Not Chun Li, but Chen Li. Not related to the Chens a... that I was just talking about either. <laughs> no, yeah, no. I had a choice of this or another story, and the other story was cute, but it was very, very short. It was very bite sized. So I was like, right. oh, this has got a little, a little more substance to it. But uh, <laughs> at age 60, Chen Li suffered a, a stroke which arrived without invitation or permission. But the temporary paralysis of her entire right side gave her an opportunity to blossom on her left side 
Um, as a part of her recovery, she had to relearn how to do everything from brushing her teeth, using a fork, a pen, with her left hand resulting in much frustration. One day in a fit of boredom, and for the first time in her life, she picked up one of her grandchild's paintbrushes and just started putting color on the canvas. Happiness dawned on Chen as she suddenly could paint. Lovely natural scenery despite never having painted or practiced a day in her life. I've never picked up the paintbrush before, Chen told uh, the network. I had nothing else to do, so I just picked up the paintbrush and I just tried to put color on paper. After her 2017 stroke, Chen completed in inpatient therapy in Texas before moving to New York to enroll in experimental robotic assisted therapy therapy program by Feinstein Institutes for Medical Research on Long Island in late 2018. The robotic arm essentially allowed Chen to complete her far more repetitions in physical therapy than would be possible without it, allowing her to regain movement faster. Every time we recovered something during rehab, we would tell them the good news, Chen said. They thought it was, excuse me, they thought it was a wonder I could do something like painting. Chen, whose favorite painters include, of course, America's beloved Bob Ross, has completed a whopping 500 paintings to date. During the month of May, which is National Stroke Awareness Month, she is painting one for every day and posting a picture of it on her professional artist slash advocacy Facebook page, Stroke of Hope, to help raise awareness. Uh, Actually, at the beginning, I just put the colors on the canvas and then the more and more I did it, I read about how to paint and I read how to color. It's a lot of research for me to do, uh, but I consider it an occupation at this point. I've gained a lot of knowledge. So besides the hand painting, the brain keeps thinking that's good for stroke victims to not let the brain rest. Keep thinking, keep searching for the knowledge. A Stroke of Hope is an influence of Bob Ross, and it's there to see in a professional video her family made her telling the story while she uses the old fan brush, as the gentle man himself used to say effortlessly while painting evergreen trees covered in the snow. I'm going to put a happy little tree right here. Yeah, it's right. It's By a happy little cloud. Happy little cloud there. I like it. The first post she made was on Facebook was an image of Cabo San Lucas, where she described as top on her travel list. I've never seen her paint, said Chen's daughter, Liana. Growing up, she was always busy working. I never saw her have a minute to do any of her hobbies. And now after the stroke, it's nice to see her doing something she loves. It's like a job for her. She'll sit early in the morning, five days a week. The dedication is that real and that strong that she'll sit in the morning, take a lunch break, rest a little bit, and then go back into it. So Stroke Awareness Oregon has contacted the family to see if it were possible to include in an auction some of her paintings to raise money for awareness and rapid response programs for stroke victims in the state. It's a good cause, which is what mom's dream really is with the stroke of hope. Really putting the word out there that it's not over once you have a stroke. So... You know, looking at this, um, and I can share it to the Facebook page if you are interested in looking at these. They're quite, they're quite good paintings. They're are not, they? they're not like this uh, blotchy, blotchy. I'm going to call it Picasso art. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> it's nothing like that. It's very detailed, very pretty. I'll share it up on the uh, Facebook page if you'd like to take a look at it. But I think it's really cool. You not down and out. You took something that was really crappy that was dealt to you. And instead of letting it beat you, put you in a state of depression, it's like, okay, well, this is where we're at. 
this is all I can do. I, this is what I, my strong arm, but I'll, I'll learn to do something. And it turns out she found a, uh, not only a, a passion that she can now put her efforts in, but she found something that she loves to do. So that's uh, awesome that that came from something so tragic. Yeah, I'd certainly say that that qualifies as good news, everyone. And I certainly feel for her. You know, it's um, I, I've mentioned it here on the show before. You know, I got hit with uh, Ramsey Hunt syndrome where the right side of my face was paralyzed for about a year and a half. I mean, no movement whatsoever. It's about 90 percent back. But, yeah, you'll see. Things are a little uh, slow to, to get moving, but, you know, if my entire right side was paralyzed, I, I don't know what I'd do. You know, it's it would be easy to fall into a depression to, uh, you know, just sort of give up. But luckily, she found purpose and, uh, you know, made something of it. So exactly exactly why we do this segment we love these inspiring stories. And if you guys f- come across a story that you want to share with us, that you want us to read on this segment, feel free to send it over to us. And with that being said, we are going to head into our commercial break. But when we come back, we're revisiting an old favorite, Strange But True. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. Now back to the show indeed. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show and we are all over social media with many of you watching us as we speak on Facebook Live or YouTube Live. Now you can also stream us on your smart TV or mobile device or watch us on demand just by downloading the ngbn.tv app. Just go to the Phoenix Media channel there. You can find this show and all the other great Phoenix Media shows on there as well. Now, if you want to get a hold of me on social, I'm available at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K, Phoenix with an F, Radio, of course, with an R, or on Instagram and Twitter at Phoenix Media Radio. Tony's available at facebook.com forward slash Tony Spark. That's S-P-A-R-K 81, or on Instagram at Tony.SanFilippo81 as well. In this segment, uh, you know, we're revisiting an old favorite, uh, something that, uh, you know, people loved, I loved the first time. And, uh, you know, it's a little bit of history, but at the same time, just so, so weird to learn these facts with a segment I call Strange. And let's I like face that it, sound bite. I love that Sorry. sound bite too. <laughs> now, all I have in my head is Sand Patrol. <laughs> Well, let's start off with our first one. I wish there was more information to it, but uh, basically says that the way the world is today and an immense portion of its problems can be traced back to one 19-year-old kid shooting an archduke in 1914. And again, I, I want more information. I want to find out you know, what that sort of butterfly effect to where those problems are today, how those stem from the shooting in 1914. But uh, you know what? If you want to learn more, there's a wonderful tool called Google, and uh, you know you can dive down Ooh, that rabbit hole. Google. <laughs> Let's move on with strange. This one blew my mind. Jack Daniel, yes, that Jack Daniel, died from an infected stub toe caused by him kicking a safe containing money to which he had forgotten the combination. Really. 
Apparently, yeah. So the guy behind Jack Daniel Whiskey died from a toe infection because he couldn't remember the combination to a safe. All right, so use this as as an example. Like if you're getting pissy about something, maybe don't kick heavy objects. (laughs) Or punch. uh, and, And don't punch walls. Maybe just don't do that. I don't know. <laughs> are you are you, you talking angry, to but talking to a couple no, of our friends in particular? <laughs> no, I, as I said that, I thought about it, and no, that was not aimed at him. Okay, so, hi Tim. Yeah, what aimed at you, bud? Hey, Adam did it too. So <laughs> that's re- right, he did. Hi, huh? punched something and injured his wrist. Right, he did. He did. Yeah, yep. I forgot about that. Let's move on with strange. Oh, this one's mind-blowing, too. The second person to go down Niagara Falls in a barrel and later lived, or sorry, and lived, later perished by slipping on an orange peel. So you stick yourself in a barrel, you plummet down Niagara Falls, you live, you walk away and swip, right on an orange peel, dead. Was that right after he went down the barrel? No, no, it was later on, but... uh, you know, talk about. I was about, gonna say, what a shitty day! It's like, hooray! I survived. Oops, I died. It's almost like the universe was making up for the fact that he didn't die uh, in the barrel in Niagara Falls. It's like a Final Destination. Death caught yeah, back up to him. I was just gonna him. say that's some real Final Destination shit. That was the line <laughs> I was about to say. So, oh, this one. Oh, hang on. It is part of our strange. Wow. Okay. Buckle in. So everything Olga the Kiev did after her husband was killed by an opposing tribe. The opposing tribe killed him by tying his legs to a tree they had bent down and then released the tree. They kind of catapulted him. That's an awesome way to kill somebody, but don't kill anybody. In any case, uh, they buried 20 men alive, burning another 20 alive after she lured them into a bathhouse. She slaughtered 5,000 of the opposing tribe soldiers after she'd gotten them pissed drunk, telling the opposing tribe she'd end the assaults if each house gave her three pigeons and three sparrows. She then had her soldiers tie sulfur to each of the birds and set them free so that they would return home to their nest in their original villages. Eventually, the villagers' bedtime fires would ignite the sulfur and burn the town to the ground. Here's the kicker. Olga of Kiev is a saint in the Orthodox and Roman Catholic Church. How? Um, yeah, I'm going to say not a saint. No, no. no. I, I. What is her miracle? Deathly vengeance? Yeah. I'm a saint. I'm going to kill them all. That's just my alter ego. You know, this is my nice side. But when you piss me off, you're on my bad side. I can't be judged for that. I'm still a saint. <laughs> oh... Let's keep moving on. (laughs) Moving on with Strange. You know, we hear a lot about the different attempts on Hitler's life uh, back during World War II. Obviously, probably the most famous one was Valkyrie. Um, You know, obviously uh, uh, portrayed in the movie starring Tom Cruise. Well, apparently there was a real plan to spike Hitler's food with estrogen, trying to turn him into a woman and make him give up on the war. Wow. They attempted everything to try and get rid of that that guy. Yeah, you sound like a really nice guy. I mean, you sound like somebody you wanted to bring over. Yeah, yeah. And ultimately, he was just a a frustrated, failed painter. 
Oh my gosh. What Su- a pity. Such atrocities. But let's keep yeah. rolling on, talking. Strange. Again, here is one where I need more information to the story. It says people used to think women's uteruses would go flying if they rode a train. Really? What? what what's hmm. the science behind that? There didn't sound like there's any science behind that. No, no. But, uh, you know, at some point, trains were new technology and, you know, people were weary. And so, you know, they would throw out conspiracy theories like uh, women's uteruses would go flying or, uh, you know, 5G is is mind control. It's all in the same boat. (laughs) It is. Now with mind control. I mean, now with 5G. (laughs) Let's keep rolling on talking. Strange. So apparently uh, President Andrew Jackson had a pet parrot. Jackson was also a very vulgar man, and his parrot learned a lot of curse words from him. At Jackson's funeral, they had to remove the parrot from the funeral because it wouldn't stop cursing. Oh, I wish there was video cameras back then. That would have been awesome to see. Quack, quack, shit. <laughs> I love the uh, the reinterpretation tone. There you go. So I can really say I can't really say too many more curse words. Exactly. We're trying to keep yeah. things as PG thirteen as possible. Let's keep rolling on talking. Strange. A Greek philosopher called Chrysippus died from laughing too much at a drunken donkey eating rotten, therefore fermenting figs. Wow. Out of, out of what? So he died from laughing, watching a drunken donkey eating rotten figs. All I got was Dompy. I thought Dompy? of South Park. Donkey raping city. <laughs> That's, that's what I when you read that. That's what I heard. So now I'm gonna laugh. My I'm gonna laugh to death now. <laughs> Could you imagine what a way to go out? Oh, laughing. laughing hysterically. My guess is that he probably died of a heart attack and it was brought on from the onset of the laughing. But Yeah, it had to be, yeah. <laughs> laughing's good for the soul, but apparently not for that, uh, not for him, unfortunately. Exactly. Let's keep rolling on. Talking. Strange. Again, I want more information. Apparently, Honduras and El Salvador had a three-day war over a football game. Wow, talk about being a uh, fan of a team. Go to war, kill people. That's crazy. You will like my team. They were definitely the winners. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. I I can't believe that's true because that's that's just nuts. (laughs) Which is why we do this segment. Like now it's like we can just admit sometimes your team's really good. Sometimes your team just sucks. Yeah, not worth uh, killing the opposing team's fans over. No, no. Oh, but that made me think uh, this went viral, but there was a Padre fan that got really pissed with a Rockies fan a couple weeks ago. Did you see that viral no, video? No, no. Dude just walked up to the Rockies fan and just not cold cocked him. I'll send it to you on break. It was nuts. <sighs> People, stop it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, dude, don't hit the guy. The Rockies suck. Exactly. They're really bad. So don't, don't beat the fan up. He's still supporting them. Yep. Let's keep moving on. Talking. Strange. A quote from Winston Churchill when he was visiting the White House and the president walked in on him buck naked. He said, the prime minister of the UK has nothing to hide from the president of the US. 
Apparently not. <laughs> yeah. I got nothing to hide. This is just my Willie and my Nelson right here. I don't mind it. Just eyes, eyes appear. I just <laughs> want to have a conversation. Don't mind that. Just look into my eyes. Oh, and let's roll round things out on this segment. Strange. Tony, I'm reading this one just for you. King George II was so constipated while he was taking a poop, his heart actually physically burst. Wow. Oh, damn. <laughs> damn. <laughs> that uh, one is, uh, that is definitely an impressive one, right? Oh, my heart. Oh, my heart. and a shitty way to go. Well, folks, <laughs> that does it for this segment. When we come back, we're headed into the final segment of the show. And you know what that means. It's time for this day in history. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. We are back, folks. We've made it to the final segment of this episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. Now, if you missed a portion of the show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Deezer, Dozer, Geezer, Gozer. Are you a god? I I almost blanked on uh, the order there. (laughs) Yeah, you did. That's all right. I couldn't find a good soundbite today, so you get a mixture of some random "You're not my supervisor" and a Yoda laugh, and why not this? (laughs) Fair fair enough. Well, folks, we'll we'll say they said yeah. All right. While you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way, you always have the latest episode. Leave a review. Let us know what you think, and tell your friends. Because why, Tony? Sharing is caring. Spread the love. (laughs) Spread it. All over. And we care about you guys so much that we like to share this segment. We like to drop a little knowledge, hopefully make you laugh at the same time. It is time for This Day in History. Reversing the globe for the stories that turn the world on its head. It's This Day in History with your correspondent on the beat. Christian Phoenix. All right. Uh, Kicking things off this day in 1499, Francisco de Bobadilla appointed governor of the Indies, succeeding Christopher Columbus. I I just laugh because a Bobadilla sounds like a uh, a Vietnamese uh, Taco Bell treat. (laughs) It does. I thought when you said Boba, I instantly think of Boba Fett. (laughs) But looking at Bobadilla, it don't look like no Boba Fett, but that's funny. Come on down to Taco Bell and try our new Bobadilla wrap. It's going to give you the shits. Bobadilla, for a limited time, for only 99 cents. Get it now. Shit your brains out, Bobadilla. <laughs> Worth checking out. Maybe something we would have covered in our old, uh, oh, what was the, the food segment that we used oh. to do? Um, uh, put it put it in your mouth. Put it in your mouth Monday. Yes, yeah, so it would have been good at the end of that for. Ah, I love it. Well, let's move on. This day in 1809, the Battle of Aspern-Essling, Austrian Archduke Charles beats Napoleon 
and his army. It's Napoleon's first defeat in 10 years. Of course, we all know how Napoleon drowned his sorrows. He headed over to Farrell's for that Piggly Wiggly ice cream trough. Excellent! <laughs> Love the props, Tone. Love the props. It's like, it's like the only accessible prop. I just got to move my fat ass off the chair and get it back. I love the fact that as soon as you see Napoleon's picture uh, up on Dude, your screen, excited. you're like, ah! I'll grab the guitar that you don't ever touch, man, and pretend to play it. <laughs> Moving on, this day in 1881, the American Red Cross is founded by Clara Barton. Again, they do amazing, amazing work, and it's always fun to see early you know, female pioneers doing things like this and, and really changing the world. I don't mean to laugh and be a dick, but she looks like Skeletor. She does, but, uh, you know, that's... Oh, he man! She didn't found the Red Cross beauty pageant by any means, but she still did good work. <laughs> I... It's, it's Feel Good Friday, Good News Friday, Be a Dick Friday. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's move on this day in 1927. Uh, we mentioned it yesterday. He took off. Well, aviator Charles Lindbergh in the spirit of St. Louis lands in Paris after the first solo air crossing of the Atlantic. So, uh, yeah, apparently he either did it. Well, we know as of yesterday, he left at 7.30 a.m., which means that trip took forever because he landed just today. My thought, like, how back then would you gas up? Like, would the gas... Re- well, obviously he made it, so right. can't question how he did it, but you you always you wonder, like, how much gallons of gas that the plane can hold and what happens when you run low? Like, how do you fill it up when you're in the air when you're trying to fly the plane because it was just him? Some mind-boggling stuff I can't put together. <laughs> it was done, though. It, it was done, but we know what happens when that doesn't quite work out with our next one. Actually, a follow-up to uh, another one we did yesterday, this day in 1932. After flying for 17 hours from Newfoundland, Amelia Earhart lands near Londonderry, Northern Ireland, becoming the first transatlantic solo flight by a woman. So we answered the question, was this the one she disappeared? No, it's not. But we do know she disappeared because of what you had just said, Tone. Yeah. Yes, it's frightening. You know, it's one of those things. Very impressive, especially going back to the 1930s and and earlier than that. Just the fact that they could do that and just be brave enough to be like, you know what? I'm trying to fly to Paris today. Today's the day. Might as well. And then you make it and then you're like, shit, I got to get home. (laughs) Do we really want to make that trip back? Not really. I'm taking a boat back. Let's yeah. move on this day in 1948. New York Yankee Joe DiMaggio hits for a cycle, which consists of a single, a double, a triple, and a home run. And uh, the fact that this goofy bastard got Marilyn Monroe is beyond me. This picture is not a good picture. I actually should put that on a dating profile. <laughs> like, I play baseball. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know what's funny is, uh, and it's been happening. He's got a unibrow and just like this wicked. <laughs> it's been happening a lot this uh, baseball season. I realize that there is no more boring achievement than a no hitter. Who wants to watch a baseball game where nobody gets a hit? Yeah, it's great for the pitcher and the team because, like, it's such a rare feat. But yeah, it's uh, not a fun game. Especially for the team that's not hitting. Exactly. 
I'm really surprised that hasn't happened to the Colorado Rockies yet. <laughs> it's a I'm snooze really fest achievement. Well, let's move on this day in 1966. Muhammad Ali TKOs Henry Cooper in six for the heavyweight boxing title. Down goes Cooper, still champion Muhammad Ali. <laughs> Moving on this day in 1968, Paul McCartney and girlfriend Jane Asher attend an Andy Williams concert, which is uh, kind of strange. You know, be- yeah, Paul McCartney, a Beatle, you know, this brand new thing called rock, and Andy Williams is sort of like a traditional crooner. Uh, you wouldn't think that those things would mix. Hey, Jane. Would you like to go on a date with me? I got tickets for Andy Williams. <laughs> I want to go with my horrible British accent. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how it progressed to be so effing bad. It used to be all right. It's, it's an just... impression of an impression at this point. Yeah, it's pretty bad at this point. <laughs> Moving on this day in 1969, Robert F. Kennedy's murderer Sirhan Sirhan is sentenced to death. Fatality. But later commuted to life imprisonment. Oh. That's kind of a cool name, though. What's your name? Sirhan. What's your last name? Sirhan. Sir <laughs> so you just go by Sirhan? No, it's Sirhan Sirhan. I will kill you! That's what your radio name should have been, Tony. Tony Tony. Sirhan. Tony Tony? No, because then people would be like, Tony Tony Tony, you've done it again. I have hear that crap. <laughs> I'm all right. Oh, let's move on this day in 1980, Star Wars Episode Five: The Empire Strikes Back, produced by George Lucas, opens in cinemas in the UK and North America. That movie sucked. I know. I know. So bad. <laughs> I wish I could unwatch it. It was so awful. Yes. Yeah, it's so funny because back then it wasn't called Star Wars Episode Five. It was just called episode, It was just called The Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Well, now we just got to keep track of all of them. Yeah, you're like, so the second one was actually the fifth one. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, let's move on. This day, in 1981, reggae musician Bob Marley receives a Jamaican state funeral. Instead of uh, burning a ship, I would assume that they burned something else. Yeah. You know what I mean? Wink, wink, nudge, yeah, that's nudge. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> it took place at Burning Man. Right. Yeah. Let's move on this day in 1988. Boy, we're answering all sorts of questions from previous in the week. Fat by Weird Al Yankovic hits oh, number yeah. 99. Yeah, so he played the Wax Museum in 83, and so released Fat in 88, so he would not have played that at the Wax Museum. Ah, I just remember that music video. He was really <laughs> fat in that video. I mean, obviously prosthetics, but... Yep. This day in 1997, Blue Jays pitcher Roger Clemens beats the Yankees for his 200th win. I totally forgot he had played for the Blue Jays. You know, you remember him in Boston, you remember him in New York, but Toronto, really? Yeah, I remember he also played for... um, I, I could be wrong. I thought he played for the Rangers at one time, too. I know he played for the Astros. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he played for the Rangers, but... Who knows? I might be wrong. He's kind of a pitcher, ho. Yep. He got around. <laughs> and then finally, this day in 2015, Flavor Flav is arrested near Las Vegas on charges, including speeding and driving under the influence. <laughs> Flavor Flav! Yeah, boy! And let's run down some of today's holidays for today. Where we talk about the things that we like to celebrate. We've got a lot, so we're going to rattle these off pretty quickly it is american red cross founders day it is endangered species day it is i need a patch for that day okay it is international tea day Ooh, tony you're ahead of the curve it is nascar day Meh. 
It is National Bike to Work Day. It is National Defense Transportation Day, whatever that means. It is International Virtual Assistance Day. It is National Pizza Party Day. It is National Strawberries and Cream Day. National Memo Day, National Waiters and Waitresses Day, Rapture Party Day, Sister Maria Hummel Day, and O. Henry Punoff Day. Whew, a lot to rattle yeah, off. That's a lot of days. It's also Go Abs Go Day. Abs tonight <laughs> against the Blues. Nail it, game three. Folks, so that does it for Friday. Join us back here on Monday. Have a good weekend. Peace.